Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Okay. Let's get to it. All right, Pat. Officially welcome. How are you? Did you uh did you watch it in the marathon yesterday? We were watching it in the studio yesterday as we were doing yeah. the show. Yeah, watched um kind of, you know, was glancing at it. Um and it was uh boy, back to back. That guy Koshigi, Koshegi. He has some bounce in his step, but he fell back in the pack. Yeah. I was shocked. Um I was uh, very curious what kind of sneakers they wear. That's my big thing. Yeah. And I couldn't get over how um, you look at some basketball players and the way that these marathoners are built, mm-hmm. long, lanky, thin legs, you know, you've got um, – there's a certain build yeah. that you have to have to be a marathoner. I don't think your build no. is – No. I'm the opposite. For that. I'm built yeah. to be a very slow, slow sprinter, Pat, is what I was built for. And, ten yard dash, yeah, ten yard dash be good for me, you know. Uh, pool or pond, pond would be good for me. I, I don't, uh, I can't imagine running twenty six miles on purpose, and I certainly can't imagine doing it in two hours and change. It's just, it's just mind boggling how fast they can do it. When Christian Dougie asked me, "Dougie the flute did it." What? Dougie the flute ran, and he was like hobbling. He didn't did you do see it. the clip no. of him running <laughs> yesterday. He did or before some other year? No. Yesterday he was like hobbling, like hmm. it, it looked so painful. Well. I, um, Christian asked me yesterday, how far could you go in two hours? Like, if you just ran for two hours, or you took the Boston Marathon time, was it two hours and four minutes? 205.54. How, how far would I get? And I was like, not very far, not even halfway there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Kevin Kelly, who does a lot of this, said normally when he's running his uh, marathon, he's halfway through when they're finishing. Mm. And he's like, mm. and it just puts it in perspective. He's like, I, I got another half to go. These dudes are already done. That's a competitive. That's how fast they're going. That's a pretty competitive pace by him, because if you run four hours, that ain't too shabby. I think in my book. Well, that's the difference between a four and a half mile, which I think they average about what they're yeah, in the four forty five or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And versus, you know, you can walk. Uh, a, a constant walk is like one mile per seventeen minutes. Mm-hmm. That sounds right for you to walk a mile. So, you know, if you run like the average folk like you and I would probably do on the treadmill, like a 10-minute mile, 12-minute mile, depending mm. on. Oh, Pat. 950. <laughs> well, so, but, but, I mean, that's about double, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what Coach Kelly was talking about. So, yeah, I mean. Oh, this is the other Kevin you know, Kelly, we, I think. Kevin Kelly. Oh, uh, I said, oh TV okay. Actor, Kevin oh, Kelly, yeah. Fox 16, yeah. he's. Yeah. Oh, I remember when he started to run. What was that, about 10 years ago? He got into, like, fantastic shape. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the TV anchor. He's always been in great shape, great-looking yeah. man. But, yeah. um. We would have to – so there was, when I was in high school, a sort of um, goal or a level or a line where, you know, to be a Division One athlete, you know, they would tell you you have to run – I want to say it was like one time around because yeah. you would do like – it would, you know, it was like a five-minute mile or something they wanted you to try to get to. 
So which is only which is only four times around the around the track, but yeah, but five minutes is still salty. Like I think if buddy. I really run hard, I can do an eight. I mean, I ain't getting below much below that. If I like had my life depending on it, could I run something in the sevens? Probably, mm-hmm. but I ain't, I ain't running a six minute mile. I don't know that I ever ran no. a six minute mile. That's a minute my, and a half my, per lap. I'm not doing that. My greatest nightmares. We used to work out on the track in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm talking. We used to run the. You know the mile, the two hundred, the four hundred. We used to run hurdles. It yeah. was, it was, the probably the worst memories of my childhood. Was it working? When out you were running track. up Cleveland Hill, you didn't think, "Gee, I'd love to be on that stupid flat track again." Running. <laughs> well, the thing is with Cleveland Hill, it was a sense of fear, right? You were just, you were just so totally afraid, mm-hmm. and like adrenaline kept you going. Yeah. Um. But the guy I used to work out with on the track, you never knew when the workout was finished. That's true. So at least Cleveland Hill, like, you knew, okay, I know what my goal is. With him, he was a psycho. You just never knew. Yeah, we used to run the – we called it the – it was the dam hill. It was the hill up the side of the dam where I – and uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was like um, – I don't know. It was about – I'm not joking. This is going to sound crazy. But it was like a 55, 60-degree grade. It was steep, dude. It was brutal. And you'd run up it, and there were times that like people would toss cookies, and then you just continue to run and finish the workout. Which yeah. the thought of that now is like, no, I'm done. I'm just, that's it. You remember if you if you were uh, unlucky enough to have a hill near where you played football, mm-hmm. coaches used to always use that the hill for the bear crawls. Yeah, you used to have to bear crawl up, <laughs> run down, bear crawl up, run down. I hated those hills. Awful, awful. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we were talking about Arkansas, the portal. You know, you, you mentioned Cam, Pat, off the top. And it is interesting getting – and then look, when you're going from a, a mid-major um, and one that has not had a ton of success and you play as well as he does, you're going to get a lot of attention. That is a little different process than being at a school like Michigan, like Hunter Dickinson is, and then going, you know what, I'm going to look around and see if I can do something different. I'm sure the process is a little bit different, but – and guys like Hunter don't get left in the portal. I mean, they get to kind of have their choosing of where they want to go. But, Pat, there are a lot of stories where guys probably are misled, disillusioned, whatever. And also, you're a back burner plan, and you're being held until the coaches get a better opportunity or a guy they think can fit or be a better help for them. It's a very unique situation, and it is a lot to manage for the coaches, but it's a lot of risk potentially for the players who are not at the very elite, elite level. Yeah, and I think Coach Witters said it perfectly. It's like... Those players have places to go. Like, they have, whether it's, you know, and that's where maybe the disillusion comes in, Mm -hmm. where you leave your current situation to think you're going to go to a school you think is, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know, maybe have uh, uh, whatever, win a championship. But the reality is, like, there's X amount of spots – in Division One, and Coach mentioned NAIA, D2, a lot of great D2 basketball, D3 basketball at Hendricks. Hendricks is still D3? Yeah. I think, right? right. We got a lot of D- Division Three in the Northeast, so yeah. it's highly respected basketball. Yeah, I grew up um, around D3. I mean, Iowa was full of it. Right, I, I Iowa, of, Iowa yeah. has a bunch of them, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think there's X amount of, of spots that have to fill X amount of players. So if a guy sits out a year, it's, it's, it's going to be exclusively his decision. If he wants to find a place to play, I got plenty of small college coaches that I know personally that you can go and play for them right now. Um, 
But I think that's where the disillusion comes in. It's like, you know, Cam Hunter obviously is in a more of a unique position because he was he had such a good year, and you know, UCA of course would welcome him back. You know, but I, I think there are other players maybe in uh, higher divisions where they, you know, tra- uh, transfer out of a power six, think they're going to find something better within that group, uh, and they don't. So now they're stuck with, well, you know, Illinois is not going to wait for you to come back. and <laughs> Illinois is not going to wait for you to come back around. Right. So, you know, I think that's where the issue is going to be. But then again, that player, he's still going to have plenty of opportunities if he wants to play basketball. I mean, if he's holding off of what, Kansas? Sure. Well, Kansas. <laughs> so I, I think the coach mentioned it. Like every situation is different. I think that's the other thing is like we throw this blanket on top of the transfer portal, not realizing that every situation is unique. Like this didn't just begin a couple years ago. Guys have been transferring out for reasons. I scratched my head. I was talking about a teammate I had, Marlon Towns, last night. Marlon Towns was a starter as a freshman. He started with me in the Sweet 16. He transfers out the next year. There, so there's always going to be head-scratching moments. Like, it's always been. Mm-hmm. It's just now, um, obviously, more of it. And you don't have to sit out. That's a big part of it. You don't have to sit out. Uh, and, and uh, again, I think the COVID year, giving guys an extra year, has sort of bumped up the numbers of the transfers. So, you know, we've always had the grad transfer. Well, actually, that changed with uh, the quarterback with uh, Ole Miss, right? Didn't they? Is it in that when they changed the rule mm. where you could transfer without having to say that? Remember the Jeremiah grad Masoli? Masoli? Yeah. Remember it used to be they your current school couldn't offer the the master's degree you wanted. Remember how that changed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I forget the, the details of it. But so there's a few things that have bumped it up over the last five, ten years. <clears throat> um, but I think Coach was exactly right. There's enough rosters to fill everybody. It's just, you know, it's the age-old deal of we've seen it, you know, since dirt. You know, guys think that i got to find a, a different spot for me. I mean, th- th- you're always going to have those kind of people. Pat, yesterday Arkansas got a uh, another guard. It's their fifth guy out of the portal, and it's really four guards. Um, what do you see? Is there a common thread with the guys that yes. Musselman's going after? Absolutely. We talked about it last year coming off that Duke game. He needed size. What's he do? He brings in the Mitchells, Graham. Who else? I forget. But then this year – he says, i got to bring in some primitive guys. got to bring in some shooting. Now, from what I've seen, I don't know if maybe Christians look at the numbers, but every guy seems to be 35% three-point shooter and above. I think their cumulative three-point percentage is like 32%. But 32. There's so, a few guys that are above 35, yeah. Right. And um, so I think you, know, you have two, two things. You have guys that – can shoot it and then you have guys who can score so think about what he lost you lost your best one-on-one player ricky council nick smith jr um you know even devo is a guy that can break down the defense and get it tough and and make a tough shot 
and who knows what's going to happen. Is Devo coming back? Did I see something? He tweeted somebody somewhere somehow. He's getting evaluated. Going? We'll see what he decides to do. I don't Even think we're all very optimistic that. that he's not going to go get paid somewhere, but we'll see. Yeah, no, and that's fine. I think Devo can make an NBA team. I don't know about this year, maybe G League, but you know, at six foot four, <laughs> you, you know, you, and that's the thing. It's like for him, he wants to start his professional career right now, mm-hmm. and he feels like he can make an NBA roster. He may, he may at six four, he can defend, learn how to run that high ball screen. Um, so he's got plenty of professional options. So I think you know, Coach Moss is like, let me evaluate what I need. And certainly, you look at the backcourt in the perimeter um, and what he's got coming back. You know, yes, Ford, Pinion, you get the freshman kid coming in, the uh, point guard. Blocker. So those are all guys that have not played a lot of minutes. And, you know, I think he's beefed it up with not only point guards, but also perimeter guys that can break it down, score, and get on the glass. I mean, he loves to have perimeter guys that can rebound. So what's up? What was that Jordan Walsh thing? Is he just s- selling his JW uh, merchandising? Is that was that was that all about? Well, we don't know. We were talking about that earlier. That was the question of the day today. What do you think that means, coming back or going to the NBA? The other option should be going in the portal, which I don't think is highly likely, but still, I guess anything's possible. I, I, I mean, if I'm looking at this situation – I can certainly, if I'm Coach Muss, <clears throat> now here's what you got to think about. You know, you, you put together, you know, Muss likes a seven, eight man rotation, right? Yeah. So you got Brazil, Walsh. Maybe. If those two come back, those are automatic starters. The rest is up for grabs, right? Sure. So, you know, maybe Coach Muss says, okay, Jordan, here's how I can put you in situations on the offensive end, to highlight what you do best. You come back, you're our first or second option coming into the season, and you never know. I mean, one of these transfers could, could end up being like Ricky Council, but you just can't depend on that if you haven't seen it. Um, because everybody knows Jordan Walsh is from a defensive standpoint, energy standpoint. So, you know, maybe that's a nice little caveat for for coach to throw out there, like, hey, this is how we know we can – sort of uh, highlight you and your your skills on the offensive end to get the most out of it next year. Hmm. Did you make any sense out of the video? What did you read into it or out of it? Has he had any? Is is he been selling that Jordan Walsh merchandise? I didn't know he like, had Like, has gear. that already been up, yeah. or is that, like, in the unveiling? I didn't know the thing. Right, so that must, I, I guess that must have been the unveiling, right? So that must have been the the reason for it. That's something I didn't even know about or considered. I like it. I like his logo. I think a few other guys have logos, don't they? I have a logo. I know you do. You are the logo. I'm a swish guy. You know me, Pat. You are the logo for, um, what's the brewery? Uh, oh, I mean, it could be any number of them. They should have that. Have your uh, your arm with your bicep lifting up a can. <laughs> uh, maybe. Have you been watching the uh, playoffs? Playoffs. I've been watching playoffs. What'd you think of last night, Pat? What'd you think of the uh what'd you think of the injuries the week over the weekend and what'd you think of Draymond oh, I trying fell to sleep uh, last night? Oh, what he did to Sabonis? Yeah. I can't I, I'm waiting right now for the league to uh come down with a one game suspension. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Uh Kev wanted me to ask you. 
the defending champion Warriors, Pat. Do you have a message for them? Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. You don't have to repeat, but you gotta compete. Well, they're not competing very well right now. They're getting calm posted right now. Unfortunately for them, um, what do you think of that though? Yeah. I mean, I thought his first tee was kind of BS. I think that was reputation driven. For those who missed it, he kind of they said he stuck his butt out. I didn't think it was too bad, and Sabonis played it up. And then, frankly, Sabonis grabbed his foot. And he tried to pull yep. his leg out, and he lost his balance, and he ended up stepping on his chest. There might have been a little extra in there because he was irritated, because sure. he said it happened the day before too. I'm actually on Draymond's side in this deal. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna take a very awesome. In- I'm gonna take he needs a- people. <laughs> he does. It's me and his mother. I'm in a very unique position here, but I'm taking up for him in this case. I think Sabonis is a pest. Now he got him to do what he needed to do, and let's be honest, it doesn't take much because Draymond's got a reputation, and. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad. But my thing is, they took him back for for x-rays on his sternum. Get out of here. He's breaking his sternum. He was dunking the ball at the end of the game. He's fine. Give me a break. So, two things. Number one, Draymond tackled Sabonis at the end of game one. Let's not forget that. Okay. We're, we're essentially in a, an important, important possession in the fourth quarter was basically four on four by the Golden State Warriors, and they could not capitalize on that because, you know, Draymond takes out one player and he's like, go ahead, Steph, play four on four. That I, I got my money on Steph Curry in that situation. But what ends up happening, they kick it out to Andrew Wiggins and he obviously misses a shot because that's what he does. But <laughs> the other pet peeve I have with the NBA, this playoffs, how many of those have you seen, though, Justin? Like outside of Ja Morant, Giannis, those look like some serious injuries. I know Tyler Hero broke his hand. But, like, I watch Embiid. This dude is on the floor crying like he just got, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, scissor kicked or something like that. And he's and then he pops, right? So I, I see a trend in every NBA game that, that guys are getting, like you said, Sabonis. Like, I don't know. I mean, Draymond Green's got, what, a size 15? I'm sure, like, that in your sternum is going to do something to you. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he killed him i didn't think he killed him then and <laughs> he definitely did but not watch the watch the games these these guys are like overly selling it and it's like dude just pop up let's play it's like it's very weird i think maybe the first few games they think it's still the regular season and they forgot it's the playoffs and like you're not you're not going to get that sympathy in the playoffs okay that's my take i looked it up but just anyway, for you Celtics guys look good the uh, boston <laughs> marathon winner Five foot six. Wow. Hmm. I thought he was a lot taller watching him run. No doubt. Long stride. Yes. Five six. Hmm. Back to back. It's amazing. He's back to and back. 150 winners. grand, I saw. So I was, we were talking about payouts yesterday, Pat. Yeah, I didn't know how much it was. I knew it wasn't worth running 26 miles, and that just confirmed <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, but what if he wins the second? Do they get a second place, too? Like, is there. Do they do second, third? Yes. Oh, I'm sure they yeah. do. They probably pay down to, like, yeah. uh, I don't know how deep, but. Not quite like PGA Tour money. By the way, I was looking at that. Did you see the numbers? It's so dumb. The leader on tour is, I think, Rom, and he's he's made like $13 million already. Scheffler's made $12 million already. The dude that just won this weekend won $3 million. Yeah. He's like 40th on the money list. The, 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 I don't want to hear another word about the Live Tour. We talked about Live Tour last week. There's plenty of money for these guys. It's freaking oh, yeah. April. Well, they, they got guys with $13 million, and that doesn't count endorsements. Get out of here. I don't need a stupid wow. live tour. Well, that's what the live tour did. It raised the prices. That definitely helped. It guaranteed it, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Well, they're not guaranteeing everybody. You still got to make the cut, but it's it's raised the the uh, the winnings 
for a lot of these tournaments. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the money's there. I mean, we that's Ah, well, fellas, you know, I mean, it's a story as old as time, boys. The story Follow the of money. the green. The almighty green. The almighty dollar is undefeated, buddy. That, <laughs> the well, there's a couple dollar. things that are, but the almighty dollar is way up there. All right, buddy, well, listen. Yes, it is. Appreciate hey, you. Hey, when is the um, fundraiser this week? It's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow. When I think it was Friday. I don't know, but here's the thing, Pat. You can bid online. The auction's about to go live. We're going to start bidding in the morning. There are a lot of really cool items on there that you would be very interested in having, I think. And so I want you to check that out, and I will share that link here in a little bit. But we're going to have it on our social media pages for sure and on our website, 1037thebuzz.com. Don't forget to get your tickets for Rock and Relief tomorrow, too. They're only 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Come on. It's a good deal. Well, I'll bid on something. Just let me know the site. Okay. I will. Yeah, I'll share that with you. Also, um, PB, guess what I ran into at the baseball game this weekend up in Fayetteville? One. Rick Schaefer. And I did run into Rick Schaefer and John Neighbors and Mike Neighbors and Terry Chatelain, our buddy from River City Flooring. Oh, did And, you? yeah, they're rescheduling their golf outing. So we're going to have to uh, work that out. I think it's going to be a fall deal now, which actually would be beautiful up there anyway. So, well, But I told him, I said, between now and then, we would like to uh, work out a little trout fishing excursion again because that was pretty fun last time. Yeah, what's the best time, June? I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Brian Hendricks. He's here from the Democrat Gazette. I'll ask him in a minute. Uh, all I know so, is we'll, we'll do all the, like, uh, we'll take our shirts off. We'll drink cold beers, and um, we'll let them bait our hooks, and then uh, we'll let them cook them up. I mean, if they need that, I'm available. I don't know about you. I'm available pretty much every weekend for that. <laughs> yes. Amen, brother. <clears throat> all right. Well, listen. All right, we'll man. talk soon. I'll haul at you after. Sounds good. See you, buddy. All right, bud. All right. Bye. It's Pat Bradley. Thank you, River City Flooring.